everybody, it's Cameo Sabodka. And this is Kaylee Weiss, and you're listening to... Selling Crazy. <laughs> Hi guys, we're really excited to be here. The sun is actually shining today. It's, it is. It's a whopping no 65 lie. degrees outside here in Oregon. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> and we have a very amazing, very awesome, special guest who has taken time out of her busy schedule to be here with us today. Our guest is Allie Barnes. She is a lender with Success Lending. Allie, would you like to say hello and tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. This is such a privilege. Um, My name is Allie. Like you said, I work for Success Lending. Um, We are a lending company partnered and powered by eXp. We um, have completely kind of turned the industry upside down here in lending. We are a low overhead company that essentially has partnered with the powerhouse that eXp is and um, our owner Glenn Stearns who's partnered with Glenn Sanford two of the most amazing people in this entire industry um, and created a lending company that is it's just blown me away so we have a lot to offer and that's a totally different conversation for another time Um, but I love what I do I've been in the industry for seven years I'm married, have um, two daughters, and I'm busier than ever, but I love it and wouldn't have it any other way. So, You are kind of a powerhouse. You're pretty much amazing. Your kids are so cute. Um, so cute. They're so cute. and They, they know it, too. Oh, well, they should. They're adorable. They should <laughs> they always work that. do. <laughs> they should work that. And you do just such a great job, Allie, of just being a really genuine, authentic, like, truth teller um, and just being, like, a calm force in this market. So we really wanted to have you on so that you could kind of highlight like where people are at. You know, we want to talk about some of people's options and then also some of the smart things that lenders have taught us on our end to do to help our clients in these kind of, you know, in a market like this. Yeah. If you're not following Allie on social media, you should because she always posts these amazing like stories and reels that are just truth bombs every single time. It's like, ah, I'm going to repost that. And then I get busy and I forget, but I usually do. (laughs) You do. Thank you for that. You're like my number one supporter. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I love social media because it's an easy, it's an easy avenue to basically share the information that we all need to know in a very condensed, simple way. In the lending world, I feel like we've made it so hard. It's not proprietary knowledge. None of this, it needs to be a secret. We should all know these tips and tricks. We're all working together, especially as lenders and realtors. I mean, we're when we're there, when there's a transaction going on, we are married at that, essentially at that point in time. Like we are partners. We want to see this close just as badly as the other one does. So um, sharing these, these tips on social media has been great. I get a lot of good feedback. Good. Good. Well, I guess that we should address the elephant in the room, and that is the rising (laughs) interest rates. So, I mean, we started this year with historically low rates in the two, like low threes, two and a half to three percent. And now we're where are we today, Allie? Yeah, I mean, we saw rates past six percent, and that was kind of a huge milestone for us in the lending industry. It's been, you know, a few years since we've seen that. But, you know, we I feel we all kind of saw it coming and it's just a sign of the times that things are changing. I mean, where rates were at during especially the COVID time during 2020 and 2021, that was so not normal. That should have, you know, freaked people out too. When they were that low, 
that was just because of, of a reflection of what was going on in the world around us. So um, really what's happening is we're seeing, obviously, inflation rising. I think on Friday they came out and said, eight, I think year-over-year year inflation was at 8.6%. And just to kind of give you the backstory, like typical, normal, what we would feel comfortable with is about 2% year-over-year year inflation. So that's that's high, right? So with that being said, what they will do is they'll they'll increase interest rates to help with inflation. Um, that's pretty normal. So seeing rates go up, I mean, it's not anything that we were, you know, completely shocked by, but I don't, I, yeah, it's going to be rough for a little while, but I don't think it's going to be, they're not going to be crazy high. I don't think we're going to see them keep going up and up and up for years. I think, I mean, I've heard some people say maybe as early as 18 months, we'll see them come back down. Um, some people are saying closer to 24 months. So just write it out now. If it's your time to buy, then it's your time to buy. Rates rates change um, just as quickly as they go up, they can go down. So that being yes. said, you can always refinance in the future um, there you go. and continue to build your home equity. So, Yeah, that's something that we as realtors really need to educate our clients. A lot of clients, I know Cam has been dealing with this as well and other agents that I'm friends with they get that text from their client and they're like, we just can't afford to buy. With the rates going up, we can't afford to buy. This is just so astronomically high. And we really have to educate them. This is not astronomically high. This is still a relatively good rate. Historically, 12 is normal. Um, And then you don't have to marry the rate. You marry the house, you date the rate. We've said this before. You can refi, you can buy the rate down. And it's just up to us to educate and really keep them from freaking out. And you say it all the time in your social media that this is a fear tactic. People are freaked out, but there's so much more that goes into it and so much more we can do instead of just putting the buying process to a complete standstill. Yeah, I mean, for some people, it's going to make sense that they they take a step back, right? I mean, it's not a blanket statement where one one situation fits everybody. Right. A lot of people need to realize that if you need to buy a house, you should buy it. And you find a house that you like and you can afford to buy it, you should buy that house because you will begin to build your wealth. You will begin to build your equity. You will lock in that current rate. And just like Ali said... When rates change and it's a more desirable rate, you can refi that house, but you are no longer renting and paying someone else's mortgage. You're building your own equity into your own property and building your own wealth. So, I mean, I'm encouraging my clients. Yes, there are rare situations where I feel like people are, it's it's necessary for them to step back. But for the most part, I'm still encouraging people to chat with their lender, run their numbers, but to continue to buy. And maybe they are not going to be in that $450,000 house and it's only going to be four twenty five dollars or whatever their situation is. But still, maybe it's, it's again, a, a house that they buy, that they live in, they build equity and it's a stepping stone whenever rates change for them to sell or refi and then level up to another house. But it's just a strategic game. And I don't want people to be fearful of it. Um, I think that if you need to buy you should, and you can afford to, you should always buy a house and build your equity. That's just my opinion. Definitely. That's honestly the best advice that you could possibly give. I mean, there's a reason why banks loan on houses and not on stocks, right? Because houses are such a safe investment to put your, your money into. Not always. There's bad business decisions and you could get bad advice or, or you know, there's a, a negative for every positive. But overall, I mean, and, you know, 
financing would agree with this, that it is a safe avenue to park your money um, for investing purposes and just to, to build wealth. Because the home value is going to go up, mm-hmm. not down. Bingo. <laughs> it's yeah. going to continue to rise. So, yeah. I mean, some people are like, I'll just wait. I'm just going to wait. Well, prices aren't dropping. It, we're not going to see. Mm-hmm. They're not projected to drop. We're seeing that they will continue to rise. Maybe not as fast as they have been um, because they've been going whopping fast, right? And just raising really high. But I think that they will continue their, all the projections say they're continue, like expected to continue to climb. So if you can lock it in, lock it in, build your wealth. Right. When people ask me if it's a good time to buy, I always ask them with, I always answer with a question. If I told you that rates were going up, home prices were going up and rent was going up, I mean, that's, would you buy a house? Absolutely. Because when rent's going up, if not more than, you know, the way homes are appreciating, then of course it's a good time to buy because you're, you're building, you're building wealth through home ownership. So absolutely. You're right. Yeah. And it really takes a good team. Like you said, we're married, um, real estate agents and lenders, and it takes a good team of a really smart, educated realtor with a really smart, educated lender. And if you have that on your side, you're going to get through this. No problem. Yeah. We always call it the dream team. The dream team. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) So what are some tips that you're giving buyers right now, Allie, that are, I mean, not necessarily like freaked out buyers, but just like right now with how the market is going, what are some things that you would tell buyers? I mean, of course, of course, the first thing I always tell people is to get pre-approved first. Talk to a lender because we're going to help you set up the framework for buying your house. We're going to help you set up that timeline or at least listen to your timeline and help you set those overall financial goals because buying a house needs to fit into your overall life goals, right? Not just your immediate goals. So setting up a meeting with a lender to talk about what those overall goals are. And then we're going to strategize. We're going to partner with a great real estate agent like one of you, and we're going to make it a smooth, fun, enjoyable, stress-free process. And we're going to talk about all the things that you need to know. And I do these these consultations with first-time homebuyers, but I also do them with the seasoned investors because the market could be different today than it was you know, years ago when they bought their, their first investment. So we'll talk about interest rates. I mean, there's so many strategies out there. A lot of what's happening right now is you have these homebuyers that are freaked out because they were originally approved for, let's say, $400,000. And now that pre-approval, what they might be approved for now is a little bit less than what they had before because rates are higher. So what we'll talk about doing um, is taking some of that money, uh, strategy number one, taking some of that money and actually using it to buy down the interest rate a little bit. Because sometimes people think, well, I'll just, I just have to put more money down and then I'll qualify for that higher, that higher price home that I really want. But it can, it can take up to, it can take several thousands of dollars to buy, to get your loan amount down low enough to be the equivalent of saving you what buying your rate down could do. Buying your rate down could mean a few thousand dollars to buy your rate down versus ten to $15,000 of lowering your loan amount. And it still puts you at that same place. So strategizing in that way so people know that they do have options to qualify for that dream home. They don't have to sacrifice you know, that extra bedroom or that extra square footage that they really wanted in that dream home, we can strategize and we will make it work um, as long as they're open to to other strategies. Yeah. So I just want to like 
I mean, what you said was so amazing. And that's kind of like what we have been talking about and preaching. I mean, lately, I say lately, over the last like, couple of weeks, you know, I've put some buyers into contract. And for the first time in a long time, like I'm able to get a little bit of closing costs. And instead of using the closing costs for closing, my clients are taking a portion of that, if not all of it, and buying their rate down. So instead of being, you know, a 5% rate, whenever they locked it, they can buy it down and it can be a lower percentage rate, which over the life of the loan, makes it, it's quite a bit better for them. Right, Ellie? Right. I mean, a lot of people, when they choose to buy their rate down, you're looking at saving upwards of 80 to $100,000 over 30 years. So that's a huge amount of money that you're saving. Now, buying your rate down does not always make sense for everyone. We do what's called a break-even analysis to see if it really makes sense, depending on how long you're going to be in the home. But if you're planning on being in this home for a while, it, it could make sense for you. And the great thing is with that is you're locking into that lower payment forever versus, you know, renting where that's going to most likely go up or, you know, having to refinance in the future. So that's a great option. Um, the other thing I like to talk to people about, this is a strategy I've personally used in most homes that I've purchased, is not always putting down the full 20% to avoid mortgage insurance. So Mortgage insurance, especially with a conventional loan, I mean, it could be anywhere from like 60 bucks a month to 160 a month. And that's a good chunk of change every month that you're flushing down the toilet. It's not going towards your the equity in your home. It's not doing anything, right? It's just going to pay for the insurance and the mortgage. So a lot of people hate, you know, that mortgage insurance and want to buy it out completely. And the op- the option that I love um, for people is putting 15% down on a home instead of the full 20% and then buying out the mortgage insurance. And what that means is instead of putting that extra 5% down, which could be several thousands of dollars, you buy out your mortgage insurance, which just means you pay one single premium. It could be anywhere from like $1,500 to $2,000, depending on your credit and the loan amount and all that. And you're essentially just getting rid of that mortgage insurance forever. You're paying that one lump sum at closing. You never have to see that on your mortgage statement again. And it saves you, you know, it could save you 100 to 160 bucks a month just because you got rid of it that one time. And a lot of what a lot of people don't know is let's say you're in that home for a couple years and then you decide to sell your house. You actually can get that single premium mortgage insurance that you paid at closing, you can actually get that reimbursed back to you in some cases if you sell your home in a short enough amount of time. If you plan on being it longer, but then you ended up you know, selling sooner than you planned, you can get that money reimbursed back to you by the mortgage insurance company. That's awesome. That's such a cool thing to know about that I didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that there was a lump sum for the mortgage insurance. That's really, really cool that you can so many options that you can do to tweak things around. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so good to know that our last episode that we put out is all about, I mean, there were some questions, but one of the questions was what goes into a mortgage payment? And we talked about mortgage insurance. So yeah, go back to that episode if you haven't listened to it, people, and listen to that. And then when that question comes up, know that, you know, what Allie just told us could come into play and it could save you some money. So mm-hmm. Allie, can I ask a question? This may be like a silly question, but if somebody is gonna is planning on, they want to purchase a house, but they know they're not going to be there more than like five years, would it be maybe in their best interest, like instead of, you know, trying to buy a rate down or trying to do this or that, like, like having a higher, I don't know. I, I have heard someone say that they were going to like jack the rate up a little bit in order to get, like I think, a higher buying power. Does that, is that totally weird? Did I get it really wrong? No, uh uh-uh. So a lot of times what people will do is 
I call it a no-cost loan. And essentially what they're doing is they're jacking the interest rate up. And when you increase the interest rate over par, so as a lender, we can choose to lock you in at a low rate and below par, which means you, you actually have to pay money for that rate. We could lock you at par, which just means you're not paying anything for that rate and you're not getting a credit for that rate. Some people choose to jack up the interest rate and actually get a credit. So the lender gives you money for getting that high rate and they take that lender credit and they apply it towards their closing costs so they don't have closing costs. And then they'll maybe put some of that money towards their down payment. But yeah, if you're not gonna be in the home long-term or let's say it's an investment you plan on refinancing down the road or whatever it may be, most people on average, the statistic are not actually in a mortgage for more than, than three to five years. So people either sell or refinance on average every three to five years. If you're planning on not having that mortgage for five years, then absolutely jack the rate up, cover your closing costs, you know, insurance, it's front loaded anyways. So it definitely makes sense. Less out of pocket is always nice for some clients. Yeah, absolutely. I have a silly question. What is the quickest that you can refinance after you've bought? Really? I I would say make at least six, six months payments and then we'll reevaluate for it's it's such a case by case scenario. Um, If you're buying a primary home, technically you're saying that you're going to be in that home for 12, 12 months before you're going to refinance and it's going to be your primary for 12 months. Um, Okay. But there's, I don't want to say ways around it, but there's, there's situations that warrant. Every situation is different. Gotcha. Yep. I had a, I had a gal who had bought a house and then three months later decided they wanted to refinance and they were upgrading to a new house. And really it didn't really warrant them refinancing into a primary again because we knew they were moving but there was all sorts of factors that caused them to move kids the kids school district they were going to do some remodeling and the cost of remodeling like doubled and so they were like wait this this home doesn't fit our family we can't afford the remodel there's all sorts of you know extenuating circumstances that that you know there's workarounds awesome definitely Each case is totally different. We see that every day. It's part of what's so exciting about this job is that it's never a dull moment (laughs) and there's never the same day twice. Right? So true. It's like that in lending too. It's totally, it's never Groundhog Day. That's the best part. Oh, I was going to say that. (laughs) So funny. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Get out of my brain, Kaylee. Get out of there. I can't. I you just don't want to be in there very long. It's not safe for you. Um, no, it's not, a- <laughs> it's not a safe space. So, Allie, you kind of touched on what you're like ways you're educating your buyers and what you're telling your buyers. How are you educating your agents? Because I feel like just like not, you know, not all lender. We don't all know, you know, just like we had questions for you. And we've been doing this for quite a long time, like in a market like this with the challenges that we're facing I know you're having hard conversations and I know you're educating your agents on ways to help their clients right now. Can you share some of that with us? Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things to do is to jump on people's Zoom calls. I mean, I'll be on various groups here and there um, where I get to educate people. And I mean, my job, it's funny because when people hear about lenders or lenders are getting on the call, we're like going to the dentist. People are like, oh man, like... I don't know if I want to listen to this. It might be kind of boring. Like, really, this is kind of nerdy. But I I love jumping on Zoom calls and getting in. There's so many masterminds in this business that literally crave that camaraderie of coming together and sharing wisdom. And those are my people. Like, I have my top 10 
you know, realtors that I absolutely like pouring into because I know they're hungry for that knowledge. And with that being said, that's, that's my hands down favorite way to connect. And then of course, in person, but when in person can't happen, it's over zoom meetings and, and then social media as well. Cause that can be fun. I hated social media. I don't know about you guys for so long. And I, I decided to just ditch that negative mentality and just go for it. So now, now you I would like- never know that you hated it. You're so good at it. I'm so glad that you like you flipped your fractal and changed your thinking and you're like doing it because your videos are really informative and you're just so calm. I'm so sporadic. I love that. I love that saying. You always say it. <laughs> Flip that husband, fractal. I think my husband taught me that. I, I think I was having you need a to grumpy, get it on a shirt. <laughs> a grumpy morning, and he was like, "You should flip that fractal," and it went real well for him. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, rest in peace, Rob. <laughs> oh, I love Rob. Oh, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. So you're, I mean, so it sounds like you're a masterminding with other lenders who you like really respect. And that's probably a lot like our forums with masterminds where it's like sharing of information, tough questions. You're putting them in this forum and then you're watching everybody's like brains work and pick it apart and find solutions, which is so cool. Um, right now you're probably having agents call you and ask you about like, what's going to happen in the market. Obviously you're not, you don't have a crystal ball, but, um, you're, I mean, we kind of touched on it, but you're probably just letting them know that it's a case by case basis that their clients shouldn't be discouraged. They should call you and like, let you look at where they are and then make a plan for them. Absolutely. Yeah. If you want to talk to a lender that is going to, that is freaking out in this market, that is not, I will not do that. Like I am just trying to be steady Eddie right now because when people get chaotic and things are scary and people want to throw that out there on social media and, you know, set, blast all those posts out there that are like, okay, interest rates are rising. What are we going to do? Here's what we got to do. I'm like, please. Like we've been through this before. Freaking out does not help anyone. It doesn't help our clients. They want us to be calm. They have enough to worry about when they are buying a house. This is a huge life decision for them. So being calm is like number one for me. And I'm sure it is from you guys. Yeah, it is. And and Kaylee and I kind of preached that a little bit about just like remaining calm, positive energy for our clients and for people in the industry as well. And I actually spoke with like a realtor who she's been in the business like 20 something years. And she was like, how do you feel about the market shift? And so we talked a little bit and, you know, we both just agreed that like, this isn't something that hasn't happened before. It's going to be fine. You know, it's just time to get busy and get to work. And that might mean just a little bit more hard work and figuring out the best solutions for our clients on a case-to-case basis. Absolutely. Yeah. We have to be the calm in the storm for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I personally love it when markets change. It gives you the ability to rise up when other people are sinking and in that scarcity mindset, they're fearful and they're worried. The people that actually love what they're doing, like you guys that are so passionate about real estate and helping about helping people and caring for people, those are the people that are going to rise up, share their knowledge with others, come together. And those are who your clients are going to be talking about with their friends at dinner and, you know, sharing your name and spreading it around because you're calm and you've given them that confidence during this, you know, maybe uneasy season. Yeah. It's time to get busy. It's time yeah. to get to work. <laughs> Absolutely. You got to work. You got to work. That's right. Well, Allie, <laughs> this has been amazing. So I, I want to like, yeah. and I, 
you're so great. You're so talented. You're so level-headed and so kind. And it's, it's very evident that you care about your clients. But you are dual licensed, correct? Or are you licensed at your two states or more than two? You're kind of a powerhouse. Right. So right now I'm licensed in Oregon and Arizona. So servicing both states, purchases, refinances, all of the above. Awesome. Awesome. So if anyone is looking for, you know, a vacation home and they live in Oregon, you can, you know, go to Arizona like Cameo wants to do. Guys, I'm going to get, I'm putting it out into the universe. I'm going to get a, I know, house I'm not going to, I'm going to be a snowbird. I want to be a snowboard, bir- snowbird before I am too old. Not that I'm ever too old, but like sooner than later. I feel like I'm just not saying this right. right. I want a house like ASAP in Arizona so that I can just go back and forth. I want to do all the things here and all the things there. So I I will need your help. (laughs) We want want you here. As long as you don't leave me all the time. (laughs) No, I won't leave you. I'll just make you come with me on vacations. You can come stay at my house. Cool. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. We've, you know, tried to make this work before and, you know, on my end, it didn't. Stuff happens. (laughs) That's okay. You were just in Mexico. You were just living your best life. My phone did not want to like save anything. It was like, nope, get back out there. That's okay. Anytime I get to spend time with you guys is a good time for me. So I'm a-okay with it. So Allie, thank you so much for your time. You are so, so wonderful. We really appreciate you. And we're going to we need to post your um, how to find you. We'll put it on the Selling Crazy page and share all yep. your contact information so people can connect with you. Um, Kaylee, do you want to let people know how they can find us? Yep. You can find us on Instagram at selling underscore crazy. Facebook is at selling crazy podcast, or you can email us selling crazy podcast at gmail.com. Good job. Every single time I just like, I just like stare at you. It's like, I'm transfixed by it. Like so good. (laughs) Well, thank you again, Allie. We'll see you soon. Send some sunshine our way. Thanks so much, Allie. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Take care. Yeah. We appreciate our listeners. Thank you guys for taking time out of your busy days to listen. And remember that you are always enough.